Do you love your life as a small business owner? Let's be real, sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love through practical, actionable tips, tools, and tactics, interviews with creative and curious small business owners, and in-depth coaching episodes with me, your host, Fiona Kalaki. With more than 20 years experience in marketing, brand, content, and systems, and having now helped thousands of small business owners, I know what it takes to build a business that you can be proud of and that actually aligns with your values, your beliefs, and your hopes for the future. So much of our daily life is spent working on and in the businesses and the brands that we are creating. And so it makes sense to actually love what you do. So let's get into this podcast and help you figure out how to love your business and your life on the daily. Hello, and welcome to episode 341 of the My Daily Business podcast. Today, it is a quick tip episode, and if you've been around, you'll know that that's where we share a tip tool or tactic that you can implement immediately. And today, I'm going to be sharing a framework, one that I have shared countless, countless times with clients, and one that I think is really important, particularly if you are doing teamwork, if you have even remote people or freelancers that work with you, just to make sure everybody is clear. So before we get stuck into that, I want to, of course, acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians on this beautiful land in which I record this podcast, and that is the Womrong and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. All right, let's get into today's quick tip episode. So as I mentioned, this particular, what is it, a tip tool or tactic, it's a tool, is really important, particularly if you have a team, if you work closely with other people on various parts of your business. And that team may not you know, necessarily be employed by you. It could be an agency, freelancers, contractors, whoever you're working with. I have worked in-house in a lot of big teams in my career, and I've also managed teams. And then I've also come in as consultants into big teams. And I Lastly, work with many small business owners who are CEOs or MDs of large companies and I work with them as their coach. So one thing that can come up, and if you have ever worked in a team, you may well be nodding along as I say this, is that there can sort of be a a blame game, for want of a better phrase, when something doesn't get done in relation to a project or campaign, whatever it is. I come from a largely marketing and brand background, and so this happens probably more than people want to admit, particularly when it comes to marketing, and particularly when the marketing isn't bringing in the results that people expect. And so there can be, well, I didn't know that they weren't doing that. I thought that was so-and-so's job. I wasn't responsible. I'm not the marketing manager. Whatever it is, there's a lot of things being thrown at different people, and that can be really difficult. But the biggest thing is that quite often there hasn't been clarity around who's responsible for what, who actually needs to be informed, who is being consulted about this, where does the buck stop for, you know, that God, that's such an Aussie phrase, the buck stops with you. And so as the leader of your small business, as the owner of your small business, quite often the buck does stop with you. But if you have decided to invest in outside resource or outsourcing certain things, or even investing in full-time staff or casual staff for your business, it can be very frustrating when things go wrong And there hasn't been a clear path set out for who is actually responsible. And again, it's not about having a blame game, but it's about being as clear as possible. Likewise, that's from kind of a negative example. 
But there are also amazing examples in business. And if, again, if you are hiring teams, if you're outsourcing things, and maybe you're not in the detail of this, sometimes you don't know who actually did this work. And, you know, wow, I want to praise them. I want to incentivize them or call that out publicly and acknowledge the amazing work that they've done, but I'm not sure who actually did what. So one framework that can help with this is a Raki, Rasi, people call it whatever way you call it, or it can also be known as a Cairo. Basically, it's an acronym. So I've always thought of it as a Raki, Racy, whatever you want to call it, R-A-C-I. But the Cairo is basically the same thing. It's C-A-I-R-O, just like Cairo in Egypt. So what is a Racy, Raki, whatever you want to call it? It's a matrix. So if you imagine a table as such, and in the first column, you've got all the tasks or responsibilities of something. Or if you're planning a campaign or if you're doing something big in marketing, you might have the different areas of marketing. So you might have social media, public relations, traditional media, analytics, website, whatever the different areas of your marketing are. This could be on your next collection. It could be anything. You could have one for a design team, one for your marketing team, one for a HR team, whatever it is. But you've got this table and in the first column, you are going to list out either the sections of the team, such as what I've just said, PR, traditional media, collaborations, all the different parts of of marketing or any other tasks or responsibilities. You can just list them out across the top. So in the first column, you've got tasks and responsibilities or areas of whatever the department is. And then underneath, you've got all the different lines starting in that first column with what it is. So for example, PR would be in the box just under tasks and responsibilities or areas. Next to tasks and responsibilities. So in the following columns, you have either the names of your team, or if you don't know them, the kind of role that people are playing. So, you know, marketing manager, marketing specialist, marketing coordinator, agency, whatever it is, you have those things listed out in columns. Because essentially what you're going to then do is look at the task, look at the person or the title of the person and match it back. Are they R, are they A, are they C, are they I? So what do they all mean? So R is responsible. And that is really ultimately the person who's going to get the work done. So it could be somebody in your team or even if you are working with an agency, it may well be that there's somebody in your team who actually works with you, who is ultimately responsible for following up the agency, chasing the agency, getting this information from the agency, or maybe you don't have somebody in your team like that. And so you have actually outsourced whatever this is to an agency. And so therefore there needs to be somebody, your account manager, whoever it is, that is ultimately responsible for that thing getting done. So let's say you had under your tasks and responsibilities, analytics, let's say analytics, and you have discussed as a team what that actually means. So it might be not just sending a report, but analyzing that report and sending suggestions on what needs to be changed according to that report. I'm not against agencies at all, but I have had numerous clients work with agencies. I still have clients that work with agencies and they send me the report to analyze. Now that's fine. If people want to do that in coaching, that's their prerogative. However, I will often say, has the agency explained this report to you? And I can say that 90% of the time it is a no, which I find fascinating because a lot of the time people are charging a monthly retainer. And if there's no explanation and people are putting that into your hands because they don't know how to do it, which is a lot of small business owners don't understand analytics. They don't understand reporting of social media or ad spend. And so that agency now I'm getting on my high horse, but should be 
analyzing that and giving it back. There's no point just giving a whole bunch of figures to somebody who doesn't even know what ROAS means. And there's so many tools now. There are Loom, screen, you know, so many screen recordings that you should be able to look at that report and literally go through it. And maybe it takes five minutes of screen recording to point out the big things or in that report, having another column that says, based on this, here's what we're going to do. Here's the tactics we have devised based on the results that you've got from this report. So I know I've gone kind of slightly off, but the R is responsible. And so you may have analytics and then you have, like I just said, it's not just performing the analytics, getting the report written, but it's analyzing the analytics and then informing what needs to then happen. So that's the R. R is responsible. So under that task, if we just stick with analytics, you've got the first column tasks, analytics, and then one of your columns going on the right of that would have like agency. And then you'd put R underneath if they're responsible for it. The A comes next if R-A-C-I is A is accountable. So this is the person who kind of owns that, whatever that is. So owns the fact that the analytics is getting done. So maybe the agency is responsible for doing it or somebody else in your team is responsible for doing it. But the A is who actually is not in trouble all the time, but you know, who, who's ultimately accountable for that? And so I'm thinking of that Beyonce concert that she did. I don't know if she actually said this or if it was just like a rumor, but when you watch one of her concerts, the lights didn't go on when they were supposed to go on. And she said, it, then she's singing, but it sounds like she's singing, somebody's getting fired. And so that's often what we can think of as accountable, but accountable is really, you know, who ultimately makes that decision and says, this work is done. I'm happy with this degree of work. It's done. I'm making sure that in this case, this agency is, you know, not just sending us a report, but analyzing the report, all of that. So that's A, it's accountable. And it's really just best to have one accountability person. So one person has an A next to them for each task or each sort of department. You don't want to have two people that have this because this is where, you know, the lack of clarity comes from. Also, it's understanding. So if anyone else looks at the the Raki that you've created in another department, they can see, oh, okay, this is the person I need to go and talk to. And that's really important, particularly as you scale and grow and you might have different departments, even if they're small departments, but you know, the design team isn't talking to the marketing team, the marketing team's not talking to whatever team. And so you want to make sure that if I do need to go over and talk to somebody in that team, I know who I actually need to go and discuss this with, who is ultimately accountable for this, who is the kind of decision maker in that space. C is the next thing. And the C, you can have one person, C or multiple. Whereas with A, you just want to have one, one person. So C is kind of the person or the group, or in this case, an agency or whatever, who are kind of helping people complete this. So they're not doing the work necessarily, but they may be helping. So for example, if you are the owner of a business, maybe you have employed somebody to do your marketing, but they will still need to consult with you, particularly if you're almost like the creative director as well. They will need to consult with you to be able to get your feedback, to help them. Maybe they haven't done this particular thing before. And so the that is a, a two-way communication between the people who are being consulted and the people who are responsible or all three, you know, the R, A, and C. So you can put a few people with C on a particular line, but you can't put anyone, you know, you just want to have one A, just want to make that really clear, just one A. And then I, this is people who need to be informed. So people or groups or whatever. So let's say your agency has found through the analytics that they're not just reporting, they're analyzing and giving you suggestions, has found that actually there's an error in your website, or actually they want to test or do some AB testing with your website. 
then who needs to be informed of that is the website developer. And so you may have them in there as well and just under I as in informed. Likewise, I don't know, maybe you have like a finance person and, you know, the agency is wanting to take the same amount of money for ad spend, but they want to divide it up slightly differently, but it's still the same amount of money. So it's not like it has to go right back to the drawing board, but they're going to inform the financial people. This is actually where we're dividing it up. We're actually, it's all going through, you know, Meta or whatever, but we're going to put more onto Instagram, or maybe we're going to take some out of Meta and put it onto TikTok. And so that is an informed, who needs to be informed because they're actually affected by this. So if they're then running the numbers, they're like, well, why are we getting this bill from TikTok? So it's figuring out who in the grand scheme needs to be known as responsible, who is ultimately accountable. Let's remember Beyonce on the concert, somebody's getting fired. And then C, consulted and I, informed. So, and sorry about my singing there. So the Raki, it's a framework. It's really, really important if you are finding yourself continuously feeling like there's no clarity on who is supposed to do what when it comes to anything from a marketing campaign through to hiring processes through to anything else in your business. It is a very simple framework. You can just look up Raki, R-A-C-I. If you just Google Raki framework, you'll find a bunch of them. If you work with me, we have templates. So let us know and we'll just send you one. But yeah, so that is that is one. That is it. That is one really important and useful framework that I found useful for years and years, even before I started my business. So that is it for today's quick tip episode. If you wanted to find this in text format, you can find that over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash three, four, one. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Podcast. For a range of tools to help you grow and start your business, including coaching programs, courses, and templates, check out our shop at mydailybusiness.com forward slash shop. And if you want to get in touch, you can do that by email, hello at mydailybusiness.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore. You can find us on TikTok at mydailybusiness or find me, Fiona Kalaki, on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting.